0: From the living room of a small apartment in central West Virginia, it's time for the Bang Your Head Podcast. And here's your host, Jake Zippel. Welcome in a special edition of the Bang Your Head podcast, not special in terms of uh, when it's being released because, hey, I took a couple week hiatus. What's up? Um, And as always, uh, check us out. uh, Check it out. I don't know why I'm saying us, but check it out uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, about four or five other different places, uh, Facebook page, search for it. Um, reason I'm keeping this short is because we're just going right into it. This isn't going to be a typical episode. Typically, in uh, on episodes of the Bang Your Head podcast, we discuss, um, we discuss the, uh, the, the important album, the influential albums of our guest's life. And down the line, I am going to do another episode with my guest here today, and we are going to learn about him, and we are going to learn about the music that has paved the way for him. But today, it's simply going to be about a brand new album that at the time of recording was released five days ago. Yes, I'm recording this episode right before this episode is gonna go live. We gotta keep it fresh. But to introduce my guest, he's a music fiend. He's made a name for himself on the Twitter machine for the past several months. I unintentionally did a rhyme, that was sick. garnering up over a thousand followers in a short amount of time, giving his album reviews. And we're going to learn uh, about this album. We're going to talk about, I got my man, Joey Herman. Joey, what's the word, man? Welcome on. Howdy partner. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm ready to talk about this album. Uh, howdy partner getting ready to talk about a hip hop album. I love it. Uh, so, sure. uh, so the album we're going to talk about today, um, uh, apologies to the Taylor Swift fans. We're not going to talk about folklore. Uh, Although I've heard heard good things about it. Um, I saw Fantano's review on that, and he complimented on the album cover and was like, it looks very black metal, and I love it. But um, we're going to focus on what is, as of right now, the final album from one of the most well-known rappers in hip-hop, in rap music, uh, Logic. His album No Pressure came out on July 24th. Uh, he's, he kind of hit fans by surprise. We knew No Pressure was coming. We just didn't know when it was going to come. And he tweeted out the announcement slightly before, maybe a week, 10 days before the album came out last week. And simultaneously, well, I guess three different announcements. The album No Pressure is out July 24th. I'm retiring from rap so I can be a father. And I signed a multi-million dollar deal with Twitch. Uh, so a lot to take in there. Uh, first of all, Joey, when you first saw that tweet from Logic, um, obviously, you know, I know you to be, uh, well-versed, well-versed in the hip hop game, paying attention to what's coming out. Uh, we knew this album was coming. We just weren't anticipating it was going to be the last album from Logic. Uh, when you saw that tweet, what went through your mind?
1: Um, yeah, so he's been so back and forth throughout the years with this. I had no idea that it was going to be his last album because, uh, If you remember on Young Sinatra 4 at the beginning, he said he had like a million more albums to come out. So I was expecting, you know, it wouldn't be the last. And I also expected the last one to be called Ultra 85. If if any Logic heads out there, you probably know about that one. But
0: um, yeah, I was pretty shocked. Before we touch on the final album here from Logic, No Pressure, Joey, I do want to get your thoughts on, with with knowing that this is his final album, um, somebody who has listened to, Essentially, all of his material, or at least the bulk of his material, uh, prior to the release of this album. Talk to me a little bit about what your uh, highlights, maybe some lowlights were, but primarily the highlights uh, of Logics of Logics' career. So I'm going to be honest. I, I I would have to say he has mostly
1: highlights. To be honest, um, he's released twelve projects before this one, and I would say. Pretty much all of them have had positive reviews from me, minus uh, the last one, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which uh, I thought was really shallow lyrically. Didn't really do much for me. Um, there, you know, there are maybe four or five songs I got from it, but other than that, I mean, I think everything he's dropped has been great. Under Pressure was a nine and a half in my book, so I was really excited for you know the sequel to that. And uh, I think he has you know four or five other albums that are nine pluses. Uh, six total that are eight pluses. So yeah, I think he's uh, a really good discography under him and I was really excited for the project.
0: I know recently you provided quite the controversial opinion on Twitter
1: Uh, um,
0: about your stance on um, what I think could be considered his most divisive album to date, which I wouldn't even count amongst his studio album discography and more so uh, I think it's officially been classified as like a soundtrack album for his novel of the same name. Um, Why do you love supermarket? I don't
1: understand why everyone doesn't like supermarket. Supermarket I've never, I've never
0: listened to it. So I, I I can't, I can't judge admittedly. So if we're being, if we're being a hundred about this for the, for the people um, you know, I've only listened to now three projects uh, being no pressure Um, for this podcast. I reviewed, um, everybody in my second episode with Ryan Vanderheim, which you can go ahead and check out everybody. Um, and I have Bobby Tarantino two on my phone, which I love a lot of great tracks on that, uh, on that project for me personally. So, um, I can't say I've heard, um, I've heard songs off of, um, young Sinatra four. Um, I've heard bits and pieces of songs off of supermarket, not the entire thing, but, um, personally can't comment on anything that much prior to the release uh, of everybody so I'll, uh, okay. I'll leave that I'll leave that I'll leave that to you real quick um, so uh, first of all you did listen to Bobby Tarantino
1: too I did yes that was actually my second favorite album behind uh, under pressure thus far so okay. I love Bobby Tarantino too I thought it was really good um, supermarket I actually have it a seven and a half which is a very unpopular opinion um, I thought every song on it was good creative I know it's a little repetitive at times, but I think he did a good job of like going into a more alternative slash rock vibe. Um, I thought the only song that I didn't like on that was that weird Red Hot Chili Peppers cut that was like very Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it was called Lemon Drop. And it was pretty bad. But other than that, the album was pretty good.
0: Controversy dropped. Leave your opinions on I social like media,
1: y'all. <laughs>
0: You have heard Joey's preamble on Logic's Discog, but what does he think about No Pressure? We're going to find out right now. But before you hear Joey and I discuss, let me provide a little bit of background information. No Pressure is the seventh studio album released by Gaithersburg, Maryland-born rapper, singer, songwriter, and producer, Sir Robert Bryson Hall II, a.k.a. Logic. The album was released on July 24, 2020 from Def Jam Records and Visionary Music Group prior to the release of No Pressure, Logic built a name off the back of several successful mixtapes and albums. Beginning his career with mixtapes such as Young, Broke, and Infamous and the first three parts of his Young Sinatra series, Logic released his debut album, The Spiritual Predecessor Under Pressure, on October 21, 2014, featuring tracks such as Buried Alive and the title track. The album was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. Other projects followed, such as 2015's The Incredible True Story, 2016's Bobby Tarantino mixtape, his critically acclaimed, 2017 album Everybody, 2018's Bobby Tarantino 2 mixtape and Young Sinatra 4 album, and 2019's Confessions of a Dangerous Mind and Supermarket, the latter of which served as the soundtrack to the novel of the same name written by Logic. While no singles were released for No Pressure, music videos for the songs Aquarius 3 and Dad Bod were released to both the official Logic YouTube channel and his personal Bobby's World YouTube channel, respectively. With No Pressure slated to be Logic's final album, he has stated plans to retire from music and focus on his family, although not totally leaving the public eye, as he agreed to a contract with gaming streaming service Twitch to stream exclusively on the platform. So the album No Pressure from Logic opens up with the title track No Pressure. Um, So initially what got me hooked on this song was the, again, with me not being familiar with Um, Under Pressure, you know, from what I've gathered, it's, it's, you know, obviously has this project has hints back to that album with it, with one of those being the, the computer program, uh, Thalia I think is what it was called. And the one I loved it, you know, right off the bat, welcome to the No Pressure program. And um, initially what I got, what I loved about that. And again, we're not even five seconds into the song, but that sort of program idea, there's a song, one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time, from uh, a tribe called Quest, uh, song is called "Award Tour." Came out in '93, and uh, it's on an album called "Midnight Marauders." And the end of that song, it's like this four four and a half minute jazz rap song, and then right at the end, it's like this automated, like almost like you're on a computer program in the early '90s. And I kind of got vibes back to that. So initially, the song comes in. Oh my God, this is I'll, I, I said it on Instagram. Uh, this is my favorite beat on the entire album. Already, to kick it off, it snapped. I, I'm a big fan of that sort of just groovy, soul, jazzy, R&B-style beat, the boom bap, um, just the really, really crisp drums on that uh, on that song. And as soon as it came in, I was hooked. And uh, if you take a look a little bit uh, at the lyrics, first of all, had no idea um, in my first listen uh, on this album that it was Orson Welles the legendary Orson Wells here with, uh, with logic here. And, and right away, you know, uh, he, he comes off, he comes off hot, you know, no pressure, never graduated, but I school him like professor. I like the line here, you know, gangsters, gangsters put that heat to your head like a hairdresser. I thought, I thought that was really cool. Um, The reference to metal gear solid in there with that snake sort of thing right there was, was awesome. I was like, wait a minute oh this is metal gear solid this is pretty dope um me being a fan of bass in any kind of music i listen to there was a just like this jazzy bass playing that was happening i enjoyed uh the song you know is referencing the terrible uh, the, the the upbringing he experienced growing up where he did in maryland uh A bunch of the bunch of his lyrics in here were 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 crazy, you know. Uh, How I carry it, murder the beat, and then I'm a bury it. Producing tracks for the underground, like Harriet. That line was one of my uh, one of my favorites on the uh, on the entire album. And then I also looked at, you know, again this time finally looking at the lyrics here, and um, you know, boy, you better keep your head down if you want to stay alive. People telling you to stay in your lane, can't even drive. Tell you not to chase your dreams because they chained to a nine to five. Uh, I thought, again, that was, that was an impeccable line. And then finally dogging these jizzes like I'm a pedigree. I mean, loved it. I thought this was a fast opener to the album, a very, very punctual opener to the album. And for me in, in my, my hierarchy of favorite tracks, which we'll touch on at the end of the review, this is, you know, certainly one of my favorites. I would argue it probably is my favorite track, uh, on the album full stock.
1: Dang, man. First song on the album. We already got a, a top track. So for me, uh, going right into it, um, we hear Thalia right in the beginning. I was excited about that. Love to hear her voice. <laughs> um, the production I noticed right away was impeccable. Like, uh, I did not expect it to be that good. I mean, no ID was on it. So I guess I did expect it a little bit, but not to that degree. Um, I think his flow was crazy over that first song as well. Uh, he flowed like top tier under pressure logic in my opinion. So it was nice to have him back. Um, same, some of the same lines stuck out to me: "Dogging these bitches like I'm a pedigree." Gotta love it. Um, uh, he was talking about roaches in his cereal, getting getting crazy about like his his um, his upbringing and stuff like that. Uh, heat to your head like a hairdresser same good line I like that he got the guy from Metal Gear Solid in there Snake uh, it's the same guy who got uh, Rick and Morty on um, under uh, Bobby Tarantino too so I kind of expected him to put a cool uh, ode to somebody else in there and uh, one thing I do want to bring up I was very impressed he brought up he started rhyming with static and every time he he has ever rhymed with static he's rhymed it with semi-automatic and he did not do it this time So I'm very proud of him, bringing some new bars in there. That's kind of like a meme with Logic, as he always says that. So uh, overall, the first song, I gave an eight and a half. I do my ratings out of 10. Gave it an eight and a half. One of my favorite songs, definitely on the album. Good
0: to say say for everybody listening throughout throughout this review, uh, I'll save my final score towards the end. Joey, you feel free to do what you typically do on Twitter. Go for it. Have free range with it. And we will uh, move on to track number two, Called "Hit My Line." Now, again, uh, finally getting the chance to. I think the first time I listened to it, this was more so um, just kind of just grooving out and you know, kind of picking out the lyrics where I could. But now was 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 sitting down and actually reading the words. I love the uh, the nod to uh, to OJ Simpson one hundred one on the four hundred five. I think that was kind of a uh, a bit of a bit of a sneaky, clever line uh, in there for for good old Bobby and he he's i kind of compare this song and and the name of the song is escaping me right now you might be able to help me here joey but there's a song on uh, a few songs rather on coloring book from chance the rapper that this song kind of put me in mind to that very like gospel style of of you know the instrumentally you know you put this song in a church and everybody's just like going crazy so um instrumental i thought was uh what thought was uh was amazing. I mean, in fact, you know, one of the notes I wrote down here, you know, gospel-inspired instrumental, right here. One of my, I think my my favorite line of the song, you know, uh, too many people dying and baby mamas crying. Um, it's been a long time, God. Can you hit my line? Evil politicians, people on Twitter, hashtagging, but in real life, they never pitching. Certainly, the, I think uh, in the in the rise of Twitter over the past decade you know especially over the past several years we've seen these um we've seen twitter movements start and people may tweet their support but but that's about all that happens and you know, you don't see the people in the streets in 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 these communities who are uh, who are trying to bring better better environments to uh, to different communities across the country um personally i thought the outro to the song went a little too long i think you could have uh, snuck and if if not snuck another line in there. Certainly shorten the verse up a little bit. Trim trim maybe ten fifteen seconds off the song. And then the the computer program, as much as I liked it at the beginning of No Pressure, kind of caught me off guard here. And uh, Thalia made her return throughout several more tracks on the project. So it's kind of my thoughts. Uh, what do you got, sir? All
1: right. Sorry about that. I had to move real quick. Um, it's okay. So- for me, Hit My Line was actually one of my favorite beats on the on the whole album, just to put that out there right away. Um, definitely a great beat, and I love how he let it ride out at the end of the track, too. I was just like, damn, this is so good. Um, so some of the lines that stuck out to me the most, I love the line where he was talking about too many kids being outlined in chalk, scared of drive-bys when they should be scared of the dark. That was a crazy line, because that's that's so true. Um And, you know, he, you know, grew up around that stuff and now it's still relevant today. Um, His second line, uh, this kind of coincides with an interview that he dropped uh, right after the album. He talks about being done with stadium shows and wants to go back to more intimate shows in one of his interviews. Um, And it kind of showcases on the same thing. He talks about the same thing. He just he's done with the stadiums. He just wants to kind of be more intimate with his fans. And I think that's really cool. Uh, so it's definitely some standout lines, standout production. Like I said, uh, still flowing pretty well. Uh, overall, I gave this an eight out of ten, and we
0: can move on. Track three here on the album is the song "GP4." Um, a slow intro here, an interesting bit of harmony going on in the chorus, as we come to find out here if we, we look into the uh, the commentary on the lyric page for the song on Genius. He does an interpolation of the Outkast song Elevators, paying homage to, uh, to Andre and Big Boy. So, I looking here at my notes, um, I thought the beat was very, very ominous. Uh, I enjoyed it, uh, kind of that just slight horror themed vibe. Uh, not necessarily like quote unquote like, like horror core, like your MMs or early Tyler or anything like that, but, um, I love that sort of ominous, ominous vibe to it. I was a big fan of the entire, uh, a bunch of a bunch of lyrics here in what really was the main verse of the uh, of the entire song. I love his little nod here to uh, you know texting Erica Badu, uh, knowing if he can if he can sample uh, one of her one of her works. I thought that was kind of like a you know not trying to flex, but I know Erica Badu kind of thing. I thought that was uh, thought that was funny. A bit of saxophone that popped in here. Uh, popped in here during uh, a sort of jazzy type of vibe. Like I said, anytime we get any sort of jazz influence on the song, on any song, I love it. He has the line here um, where he's kind of talking about, you know, people being afraid to maybe take that next step to, to really pursue their career, uh, to pursue a career in music. Um, And he has the line here you know, switch up the plan. We all say it, we all claim it, but it's no use. The greatest, the greatest rapper alive is probably Stack and produce. So I thought that's probably my favorite line of the, uh, of the entire song personally, wasn't a big fan of the outro. Uh, just wasn't for me personally. And then of course, at the end of the song, we see, you know, we hear Thalia come in and do her uh, thing and, uh, move on from there. Yep, so I I definitely agree. I thought that produce line was pretty good.
1: Um, that was a pretty interesting uh line there. Also, another line was uh Trigger Happy Police lead to Trigger Happy People. Leave I'll leave that for you guys. That's an interesting line regardless. Um, so Growing Pains 4 in a in a long line of Growing Pains, 1 2 and 3, 3 was on under pressure. I would have to say that 3 is still my favorite Growing Pains personally but four was still a really strong showing. I have this song in a nine out of 10. Uh, I thought the beat was pretty good. I thought the flow overall was definitely his strongest aspect of this song. He just flowed for, you know, four straight minutes, just kept killing it. So uh, definitely a a strong one for me. I think this is a top four or five song.
0: Nine out of 10. I was gonna say I had GP4 as one one of my favorites. I had four. Um standout tracks and and No Pressure was the first and and GP4 was the second. And much the same, the next song for me, Celebration. Um loved the intro to this song. Uh big like 90s hip hop vibe to this for me personally. I, I was I was I was getting kind of thrown thrown back to um as I occasionally do my sort of deep dive into into hip hop and uh, listen to those songs from, uh, from the 90s. Uh, obviously, with the sort of boom bap, boom bap feeling that uh, that Logic presents on several projects, including on this one, uh, you gotta love it. I love the, the line here, my favorite on, the, on this song, where he says, I'm Spike, C- I'm Spike Spiegel, but I'm known to be vicious. I get under people's skin like stitches, no strings attached, just let it dissolve, give it time, and then let it resolve. Top line for me on on that song um personally for me as much as i do enjoy this song and as as much as it is one of my favorites on the album first of all and i gotta give a shout out to silas on this song i loved his verse he came in his i loved his flow i thought his song i thought his verse went over really well personally for me though logic second verse verse three on the on the song wasn't a fan of it i don't know why uh just just wasn't for me personally you know maybe if it would have just been you know, Logic's entire first thing, have Silas close it and then go right into the chorus afterwards and have it kind of wrap up there. Um, but like I said, Logic's second verse wasn't for me, but overall, I think the the uh, the first two verses, first Logic verse and the first Silas verse put, put it over the top uh, for me. And then, like I said, that 90s style of hip hop vibe, what had it, had it as one of my favorites for me. Uh,
1: yeah, so Celebration for me was actually my second least favorite song on the album that we hit. Um, I, I did notice around this time, he's he's definitely thrown in a good bit of just small little fun bars, like under people's skin, like stitches he did in this one. Um, I, I'm sorry, but I love his line. I've evolved your mother effing crustacean. <laughs> That's a good line. I thought that was hilarious. Um, Silas did his thing. Um Overall, I mean, like I said, it's, it's still a good song. I have it at a seven and a half. It's nothing bad, and I'd say it's solid, but definitely on the album as a whole, it's probably one of my least favorite songs. Um, all
0: I got. Up next, track five, a split track, Open Mic and Aquarius 3. Aquarius 3 uh, was actually recently released uh, as a single, sort of the minute and a half, minute 45 outro. Uh, love the vibe of this song, especially, you know, the... open the uh, the opening from uh, Damian Lamar Hudson, you get that sort of like open mic vibe, and not in a bad way at all. I, I, I love that that just like you know walk into a coffee house and, and somebody is doing their thing up there, making references here to uh, you know r- r- right here it is you know music music's my drug, tie it off then inject the syringe. Um, you know thought that was thought that was great, especially you know if you know Logic's backstory of where he grew up with and and what he had seen in his life with with. The, the drug use, the alcoholism, in his um, in his family. Um, you know, he has the line here: um, "Can't wait." A lot, a lot of these notes are are very lyric heavy, but I mean, uh, "Can't wait until my sunshine and together we reign." My queen's by my side like Manhattan. Fuck rapping. This is poetic conviction. My rendition is not meant for your diction. I thought was uh, was was one of my one of the top lines for me in in this song. He has so many. So many sort of lines in here. I will say later on, and uh, later on in the song, he does have the the line about um, n- not having any projects that are considered whack or bad. If you read reviews out there, he does have some projects that aren't positively received. Generally, you know, projects like Supermarket. Uh, not Joey though. Joey loves Supermarket, um, <laughs> but uh, the Supermarket and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Um, not exactly the most positively received albums in his discography, so that that was that was kind of eh. But I mean, hey, you have to pump up your own work, so I can't um, can't blame him for that. He had a couple of other lines, and to be honest, I wrote so many lyrics down, and uh, I just wrote down the the notes here to to kind of lead me back to them. They're scattered all over the place, but I will say uh, the beat switch up uh, at the end of the song where we get into what is the the aquarius three section of the track uh he had a line in here um I, I do gotta say the the line you know uh where he said i'm like leo and revenant bear with me i eh, wasn't wasn't the biggest fan of uh of that lyric personally um and you the line here where he says uh off the internet that's when i'm at my happiest scrolling so much my thumb up, up. We call that carpal tunnel vision. Uh, I thought I, I did laugh at that line. Um, but certainly that Leo ravenant bear. That's that was that was. Come on, you can do better than that. Uh, we hear we do hear better lines later on, but um, yeah, you know, it, it has its moments. It has its uh, has its detractors for me, but uh, overall, I still think he's to this point going in a very solid direction.
1: Open mic Aquarius three. So first note I have here, nothing bad on Discog? <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> you got to be kidding me with that one. Um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is bad. I'm, I'm sorry. But uh, other than that, uh, I thought Revenant Bear With Me line was sort of funny. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's cheesy, but it's funny. Uh, I thought the beat switch was really nice. I like both the beats. I think I actually messed with the second one a little bit more um i've kind of noticed at this point in the album that he's not using a lot of the same words that he usually does like he's kind of switching it up because he he has a pattern usually to to say a lot of the same rhymes and same words and same phrases and he's doing a good job of switching it up i think uh, on purpose because people kind of dog him for that a lot um but yeah uh, overall for this one i give this an eight out of ten very solid track um Love the beat switch, like I said. Has some good lines. Still spitting.
0: So we move on here to track number six. This is Soul Food 2. Uh, the beat slaps. Love it. The the line early on, though, and again, to me, I think you could throw this under the cheesy lines. It's funny. It's cute. But, uh, you know, not one, of my, uh, not one of my favorites, personally, is the line where he says, uh, people scared of change, but you'll find me deep in the cushion. Like come on that just wasn't uh was not for me personally i did i did though laugh at what's the conclusion or rather my hypothesis um i'm darker than gotham is uh i thought you know for for anybody that knows their superhero gotham city batman the dark knight very dark and ominous city so i did uh i did enjoy that line um his flow on this song was crazy i love uh i loved his flow on this song one of the in terms of in terms of the way he's he's able to fit all of his all of his thoughts into um, into the track, I thought uh, this was one of his one of his better songs on this on this track. And um, yeah, uh, not much other than that. I like I said, uh, great uh, another uh, another solid track to uh, to this point. So I am a huge
1: huge huge fan of Soul Food One Off Under Pressure. Um, that's one of my all time favorite Logic songs. So did he do it justice? Well, I'd say it's about the same ranking as the first one, to be honest. And it was really, really good. Um, I have this one at a nine and a half. He actually went with the same exact beat that he did the first one on, um, went right into it. Same first bar and everything. Goddamn, goddamn conversations with people instead of legends. I was like, all right, we're back at it. Um, going into the second beat, I really like the switch up definitely noticed that he's he's already brought up thomas and kai uh who's off they're the characters that have gone through all the albums um he's brought them up like three or four times so he's definitely bringing back that nostalgia feeling with that um yeah and there was one line that i thought was really really good in here um i can find it here your new stuff ain't as good as your old stuff to your new
0: stuff is your old stuff yeah that was that was a fire line that was a fire line
1: Yep, I think that was a really good line, and so telling of how Logic feels about that in his career. Like he feels like he always has to do better than the last one because nothing's ever as good as the last one. And he brought that up in a recent interview too. So I thought this this song, like I said, was a nine and a half overall. Did the first one justice. I really liked it.
0: So we closed the first half of uh, we closed the first half of uh, No Pressure with, uh, or about the, about the halfway point, uh, 14 original songs, along with the Obediently Yours Orson Welles outro track, which we'll touch on later, um, but the track, perfect. Um, I'll be honest, and maybe it's too short of a track. It, it is the shortest track on the album, uh, not even two minutes. I really like this song. I thought the beat was kind of, was, was again, that sort of sinister evil vibe to it. I, I really in my notes I don't really have much more outside of a short banger and and, and you know I like I like the beat in this song. Um, I'm trying to, to remember my notes here. Um, and I think if I remember the song correctly, there was a bit of a pause uh, before Thalia returned and, and and gave her you know Logic sights uh, you know and gives Logic's different inspirations uh, for him. So yeah, for me, um, perfect was was a bop a banger beat slaps not much else to add yeah i really didn't have a lot of a lot
1: to say about this one either it was such a short song what was like a minute and a half of actually rapping um definitely noticed that the beat was a lot different than a lot of the other beats on this thing it was just less grand and orchestral or whatever you want to say and just more like let's spit some fire over this thing and I thought it was really good. I know it's getting a lot of hate right now on the internet and people aren't liking the song for some reason, but I thought it was fine. I thought it fit in well as like a middle point to bring us into the second half of the album. Um, and I have this song at an, eight, at an eight out of 10.
0: So up next, track eight, uh, Man I is a jazzy beat here, man. Oh man, the beat was fantastic. Got a sort of vibe on this song um, too similar to um, Indica Badu off of Bobby Tarantino 2 um, thought that was uh, especially if you if you hear the drums uh, the drum beat in this in this song you compare it to Indicabadu, which is uh, I would say my favorite song off of Bobby Tarantino 2 I uh, was a big fan of that sort of that sort of style that he brought to this song like the uh, instrumental ride out he uh he had here onto this on this song. And uh yes if he he had he had the line in here um uh where he says I ain't perfect I got problems I got issues like People magazine <sighs> again I think the third time here corny sort of yeah it's funny issues people but wasn't one of my favorite lyrics personally but um I think the first half of the album has, has had its ups and downs, but as I'm listening to this personally, you, you, there wasn't anything outright negative for me, at least that you could say about it. It was just, you had tracks that were better than others, personally. Like I said, for me so far, No Pressure, GP4, Celebration, perfect. Um, but, but Man I Is continued a string of just, um, just, you know, good song after really good song after really good song.
1: Yeah, just bouncing off your um, point about kind of the corny lines and stuff, I think he really did a good job of limiting them thus far. I don't think he had too many corny lines. I think he really tried to buckle down on that just because of all the hate he gets. So, Jeff, definitely a big step up from his last album in that regard. Um, I I do think that Man I Is is the same beat as Indica Badu. I, I thought it was, to be honest with you. So... We're going to have to like fact check on that one, but it literally sounds pretty much the same in my opinion. Um, I mean, it's a great beat, uh, really, really good beat. Um, and the other thing, yeah, overall, I, I thought it was pretty smooth. Uh, probably give it like a seven and a half though. I, I It's still a great rating, but it, in my opinion, it's just one of the weaker songs on the, on the track list. So
0: nothing bad, just seven and a half. Track nine on the album is the song dad bod vibe with the chorus on this song. Uh, I I love, you know, just kind of poking like, Hey, my wife's texting me. I got to feed my kid. It's like, yeah, woman, I know I got to do my thing. I love, I love the chorus. I thought it was really solid. The beat is groovy and I got to admit, you know, knowing what logic is, is going to, uh, where he's going to go in his, uh, in his future with being a dad. Um, it's really cool hearing him talk about that excitement, um, of you know leaving sort of the pressure, although the, the you know the irony being for me that the album is called No Pressure, and but he's leaving that sort of weight of of having to produce song after song after song, in which in this case he can, he's just like no screw everything, I'm gonna worry about being a dad, and um, I'm really 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 stoked for him. When I first heard what is probably my favorite lyric on the album, in this song. Because back in my day, it was food stamps, and I love my life. I love my wife like I am Chance. The first time I heard that song, I almost—or that lyric, excuse me—I um, almost fell out of my chair laughing. So obviously, the big thing coming out of um, of the big day was was Chance talking about how much he loved his wife, and that sort of became uh, its own meme about about you know how much he. Uh, how much he loves his wife, but he didn't really talk about much else. I haven't heard the project, so I can't really comment on it. But just sort of the general, uh, general opinion in the meme culture, the Twitterverse, if you will. Um, he has the line here in the second verse, where uh, where he says, uh, "I'm on a lyrical, poetic rhetoric." Uh, I I I don't know why. I really really just enjoyed that line. Um, the, the end of verse two, I, I enjoy too, uh, where he said, here, he says, uh, I could tell you more about diapers than modern rappers and ciphers. I used to be about B-Rabbits and Mackay Fifers. hit the stage, grip the mic and murder you like a pro-lifer, but I'm done now. I got a son now, Fuck the rap game. I'm done now. And you're sort of just accepting like, Hey, I'm done. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And, um, so I really, really enjoyed, enjoyed that part. And, in verse three man just getting blunt I, I mean people are you know people on social media can be terrible people and and telling them how to do things is not wise and i, I enjoy the fact that he kind of comes at those people here and are just like hey you know what screw you guys i'm done with this you know you know just just very blunt you know um you know goddamn already had a hard life once am i supposed to recreate it every album for you not it's okay like like oh like, okay, like he's saying, like, you know, screw you, screw everybody here. Um, I did get some Eminem vibes throughout this, especially, I mean, the line here sounds like something you would hear on early, like late 90s, early 2000s, Eminem. Then I grabbed some preparation H for the critics up my ass. I immediately got Eminem vibes from from that. Um, but I still laughed at that. I thought that was kind of a funny line. Um, and, and dad bod for me uh, uh, was, was... a a really really good track i mean it was released as a single uh so obviously one of the big tracks to promote the album and uh really enjoyed this one i know a lot of people are really nervous about
1: the name going into it like is this going to be corny is this going to be like chance the rappers the big day um nope spoiler alert it was my favorite song of the whole album and my reasoning for that is just I feel like it's such a great representation of where logic is in his life at the moment. Um, I mean, I mean, he takes you through it in the whole song. Like he, he doesn't want to do rap anymore. He doesn't find the same enjoyment. Um, why rap about, you know, we all want him to rap about real life stuff. Well his real life stuff is literally just taking care of a kid in nowadays. And, and that's just kind of how it is.
0: Yeah, I so. did. I do got to say real quick, I did love the, the line where he said about, you know, now I'm, I'm basically covered in my son's poop. Like I just I'd, as 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 a dad as 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 logic is is a father who's uh, by the way that almost came off really really weird like I was about to say I'm a dad I'm not but I just loved the the where he's just kind of like oh my God there's so much poop there's just there's so yeah. much poop
1: <laughs> a little bit of that got Eminem like definitely during the storytelling but like I said I think it's such a great representation of where he is. Uh, the I love my wife like I am chance line was fantastic considering everyone thought it was going to be like the big day so it's kind of funny that that was a a line but this like again this kind of coincides with his interview like he's saying the same stuff like he's just not finding the enjoyment because there's so many critics and and everyone just says his last stuff was trash and he'll never you know be as good as under pressure or whatever um and, you know, there's just not much more for him to say at this point. He's just a dad. That's what he's going to do. Apparently, he's retiring for real. So um, I believe him at this point after watching the interview and hearing the song. But overall, I gave this a nine and a half, as close as it could be to perfect. Um,
0: and like I said, good representation of where he is. So initially, when I heard this album, I, I heard it, um, I think, uh, when it like Friday, last Friday night, uh as it came out. Um, and with an album as, as anticipated as this, I let you know, get the initial reactions from me. Um, and for me, initially, listening to this album after Dad Bod was where it dipped off for me personally. But on the second listen, I do have some, some more positive receptions to tracks following Dad Bod, uh, such as with uh, the next track following track that. Uh, Wow, following Dadbot, I almost said Track Dad um, with the song Five Hooks. He he has a line here uh, where he says, um, "You the illest, pray tell." I'm like God before Lucifer fell. I raised hell, um, and and then and the line before that, you know, "Watch me excel, propel, then ghost the fuck out like Dave Chappelle." I thought th- those were those were my two standout lines from uh, from this song. Uh, like the beat switch up you get. Uh, in the track and um, uh, truly digging into the lyrics. um, Thalia, you know, to this point in the album, you're getting that sort of, um, you know, she's giving factual evidence, you know, during production of the album, Logic watched these animes and um, some of his production inspirations are these people. Um, But this one, it's her just giving... One of the more thought provoking lines, and it's not even from Logic, where he's where she says, uh, actually living your life is exponentially different from just being alive. Um, Sort of like one of those, as I coin a lot on this show, uh, one of those lines that just slaps you in the face um, and it didn't even come from Logic. So, um, yeah, definitely better, uh, more positive, a more positive reaction to uh, to five hooks than uh, than I initially had.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Sometimes it, it's like that where, you know, the first listen, um, you know, it doesn't click for you. Sometimes it clicks on the third listen. I mean, I've had a couple of albums recently that have done that. So um, this is one for me that didn't really click the first time either, um, but clicked a couple of times down the line. I don't have a too high of a rating. I have it at a seven and a half, and I don't have too much to say about it other than I really like the beat switch again. I thought the second beat was a lot better than the first and I think he flowed over the second one a lot better so luckily that was most of the song um, and fun fact he named this five hooks because he only has five hooks on the entire album so interesting
0: yeah I did I did notice that when I was uh, when I was doing my uh, when I was doing my, my research and from, uh, from from genius is the notes it was given and, and that's something I never realized so really really cool to uh, to uh, to hear that from him as we uh, as we move on here with track number eleven, which is the song "Dark Place," a blunt and important song um, about um, mental health, and I think you know you get he says it in here about just it's getting hard for him to to write lyrics, and I think as as a guy who who goes on to have uh, four, three, well, technically three more songs on the album, um, you can only imagine what he was feeling. In that moment of just like I don't want to do this, but I know I have to do it. Um, so, you know, kudos to him for for pushing through what I imagine was uh, a terrible uh, writer's block, mental health block uh, for him. Um, and I wrote down initially uh, that this reminded me of a song from Everybody, and I couldn't I couldn't remember, it, and I just found it right here, the song Anxiety uh, on Everybody, where he just goes perfectly blunt about yo mental health issues are terrible i love it or excuse me i like i hate everything he talked and that song i remember he talked about him and him and his unfortunately his now ex-wife um were went to see uh, a star wars uh the, the star wars movie that came out in 2015 and he had an anxiety attack um and sort of being at the time, you know, you didn't really hear rappers talk about mental health struggles, and he's obviously made that a point of his career, especially since the release of Everybody. So, um, kind of thought this was No Pressure's version of that song, Anxiety. And um, like I said, kudos to him for kind of pushing through that uh, that mental block to uh, to not only finish this song, and and who knows, maybe maybe in 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 writing the album, this was the last song he wrote. But Dark Place, uh, not a bad one.
1: Yeah. All of his, uh, he's always been really open about his mental health, obviously with anxiety and, uh, 1-800 and, you know, throughout his discography, he's had a couple tracks like that, but I definitely think this one comes across as his most real, most vulnerable. Um, I think he's just really, you could tell there's so much honesty in his voice about how he's feeling at this point. And it's really a sad track. Um, you know, so, Things like uh, looking himself up on Google or Twitter and seeing how worthless he is. Um, uh, music used to bring him so much happiness. Now it just brings him pain. It's There's just so many sad bars in there. And it really does make you feel for the guy because it's somebody that you want to root for. And, um, you know, it, it, it's pretty sad. But I, get, I got this one at an eight and a half. The thing that drags it down a little for me is that I wish I would have had a second verse. Like this song would have been better with more length to it, to be honest, instead of what we got in the end. So, um, but still a fantastic song. Like I said, one of his most real and most vulnerable tracks.
0: Up next is the song A to Z, which I gotta get, <laughs> I have to give Logic the biggest of shout outs. When I saw this on Twitter, I laughed. Um, I don't know if you saw this Joey, but um, he credits his son as a writer on the song and he 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 put out a tweet and i have it right here uh where he he he, he tweeted this uh actually on, on the 27th so a t- couple days ago uh but he says little bobby is actually credited as a writer on a to z and has a percentage of the of the song the money he makes from his publishing will go into an account i will surprise him i will surprise him with when he's of age lol wow that's like that funny. that's pretty dope i'm not going to lie and uh uh shout out to shout out to logic so so if you listen to this album on spotify just put that song on repeat give his son a uh give his son a bright a, a bright future give him the money give give little yeah say give little bobby the money um but for me the i thought i did i did sort of go all at the at the feature uh, you know the the you know, you know, logically being like, Oh, little Bobby, you want to learn the alphabet? And I thought, I thought that was kind of, that was kind of adorable. I didn't realize he was, whether it was intentionally or subliminally that, you know, fitting in the A to Zs uh, in the first verse. So I thought that was, um, uh, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And I say the first verse, it was really the only original verse of the song because after that you get what is, what is a, uh, what Talia terms Bob's Demo 2005, which if you do the math logic would have been 15 years old in 2005. And I don't have much to say about the demo outside of hearing this to me. He, I heard like in terms of the weight, not, not not in terms of the flow, not in terms of the lyrics, but in terms of how he sounded. He sounded to me like Mac Miller. I don't know why, but but in terms of how he actually, like if you close your eyes, and I quiz you, and I say, "Who does this sound like?" For me, I would have said, "Oh, that's Mac Miller, like an unreleased demo from Mac Miller." Um, so, you know that that was it was it was a short track. I mean, obviously, it wasn't as short as "Perfect" earlier earlier on in the listing, but um, yeah, A to Z again. Shout out, stream the song to give Little Bobby money.
1: So, first things first for me, uh, definitely the feature of the album, Little Bobby. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, definitely came in with a good flow uh so anyways uh, i thought the thing was a cool i thought the song was a cool concept um i don't think it necessarily was logic's best rapping performance but i thought the concept was cool enough it kept me engaged you had the robot in the background a b every time he said the word or every time he said the letter so i thought it was definitely a cool track just maybe not his best Rapping ability and about the the demo at the end 15 year old logic my girlfriend was listening with me and she said is that mac miller <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely it definitely sounded like mac so uh overall this one's uh, a seven and a half for me as well i know a lot of my ratings have been in that seven and a half to nine and a half range that's because most of these are it's they're they're
0: all around that that really good range so up next um for me this is my least favorite song on the album the song heard him say uh the, the chorus uh as as sort of impassioned as it's meant to be uh didn't really uh really grab me at all um like i said this is my least favorite song uh just just couldn't uh couldn't connect to it it sounded too too overblown too over dramatic. which which you know i actually you know reading here and i remember hearing. Um, this mentioned in, in a, in a separate review from, from Fantano, but um, you know, they sample um, uh, classic rock band uh, Manfred man's earth band uh, on the song lies through the eighties. But yeah, like I said, wasn't really uh, wasn't really for me. He did have uh, he did have a line here um, where he said, uh, keep it real Bobby boy. Ain't no kid no more. Now keep it real, Bobby Boy ain't no kid no more. Now if you feeling how I'm feeling, let a motherfucker know. Um I did enjoy that line, to to be to be honest, but other than that, song wasn't for me. And I put it as my um I put it as my uh least favorite track on the album. You know, if you look, if you look a little bit into the um you look a little bit into the lyrical um sort of the feel of it you know this is these have been um i think confirmed by logic a lot of these have been confirmed by logic that the song is meant as an ode to um to kanye uh and the song he did under the same name in 2005 with adam levine um which sort of rings a bell uh which yeah i mean personally for me i think that's one of my favorite kanye songs that sort of subtle piano beat he had but um yeah like i said not one of my um not one of my um favorite tracks on the uh on the album personally and um i will uh uh let you let you go from there sir uh, your thoughts on uh heard him say
1: Yeah. um, Heard him say for me was um, actually one of my favorite tracks at a nine. I actually, I really liked the chorus. I I thought the chorus was absolutely awesome. I thought that it was cool that he kept going chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse. I think there was like five switch ups. It was really cool. Um, And I thought the most interesting part was actually at the end when he goes when Thalia comes in and she's like, this is the end of the no pressure program beginning of the ultra 85 program. It gets you excited only to find out that, uh, I guess logic's final project is going to be this one. It is what ultra 85 was supposed to be. So it's just an interesting little twist there. He pretty much admitted that he, uh, was just trying to throw you off with that. So, um, definitely a standout track for me overall though. Um, also another thing I'm pretty sure that the beat is the exact same beat as Good Morning by Kanye West on Graduation. Which is funny because the name is heard him say from Kanye West on late registration. So kind of weird, but uh, I gave it a 9 out of 10 overall, one of my favorite tracks.
0: i was gonna say one of the things one of the things I mentioned there was was um I think this is this is another track. Um we had we had one earlier in this review that that I thought was uh was a really really good one and, and you had as your least favorite and this is um sort of the same for me where this the the the, the reverse of it where um you really like this track and like you know personally for me this wasn't uh this was my least favorite track uh on the album um so uh i had this we, one as a as a top
1: three for me i think it was it was three for me
0: so um and yeah they, you know it, it does here it does say here um you know, the song is an ode to Kanye West, one of Logic's greatest influences, as he released a track with Adam Levine in 2005 under the same name. Um, but he actually, um, uh, yeah, he sampled uh, a song uh, called Lies Through the 80s, by, uh, which is a song by a classic rock band, uh, Manfred Mann's Earth Band. So I'm um, uh, not sure if... if maybe, you know, obviously, I, in terms of the song title... Uh, you had the Kanye, the Kanye representation, but like I said, um, um, for me, this song was ex- too overblown for my taste. You know, I thought it was kind of, it was like a, a for me, a worse version of a song like "Hallelujah" from Everybody. Um, I love that song on Everybody, "Hallelujah," um, but, but heard him say for me, it just didn't didn't click, and I, I had this at the bottom of my. Uh, tier rankings of, of, of uh, like it's my least favorite song on the album so I,
1: I guess that says a lot about it though that you know we have polar opposite you know views on some of the songs but that kind of mean I feel like that's a good thing because any of the songs could be your favorite song and usually that leads to a good album I, I feel like those are the albums that really stand out as a lot of different good tracks so uh,
0: the penultimate track on the album but the final True song on the album is the the song "Amen," and I don't have much in the way of notes. It's a two and a half minute song. It's just really, it's a really powerful song, um, and uh, I think in terms of actual music, is a great way to um, to close it. Um, obviously, reading more into the final track, which we'll touch on in a second, um, he, you know, it's cool seeing that "Horse and Well" sample at the end, but if we were just going off straight music, I thought this would have been a great, great track to end on. Amen. Um, they actually do an interpolation of the song uh, Running Out of Time by Tyler, the creator, uh, which was on the album Igor. So we see when I heard the piano track, I thought it was a slight, uh, a slightly different version of Earthquake. But, um, uh, but yeah, again, two and a half minutes. Uh, shout out it's a shout out to the Rat Pack essentially his fans and um, I think I can only imagine like what the die hard like been there since day one fans were feeling when hearing the song Um, yeah thought it was in terms of music a great a great close to the album
1: so uh, you said that this sampled um, Igor I believe the first song I think it was also samples Igor Igor's theme if I'm not mistaken like it's the same beat I'm pretty sure it does I heard that somewhere I don't remember where don't quote me on it but I think he does sample the album twice um, this song for me was actually my least favorite uh, he definitely has some powerful bars in here uh, overall I just didn't think it clicked as much um, from the beat to the lyrics I guess put together I j- it just I don't know, I have it at a seven, it's nothing bad. I just, I, it was such a strong album. I just think it could have had a stronger closer personally, but um,
0: that's all I really have to say about it. Not too much on this one. So that was the final song, but the final track is the song, uh, Obediently Yours. Um, initially upon first listen, I wasn't a fan of this, but again, that just came from listening and not paying too much attention to the lyrics just because I thought, oh wow, amen with how sort of you know, this was a song that, again, I think was meant to be very bombastic in, in how it sounded, but certainly uh, to me wasn't as, it, it, it was a big, big track, but wasn't as overblown to me as a song like Heard Him Say. Um, but, but you know, finally sitting down, and, and, and I did like the instrumental, I like the intro to the song in terms of the music, um, but you, you read the lyrics, you read the, the, the message, that Orson Welles is saying. This was taken from, I believe, um, an Orson Welles um, radio program, and I have it right here. Uh, it samples the August 11th, 1946 episode of the Orson Welles commentaries, which is related to Isaac Wood Isaac Woodard Jr., a black veteran who was beaten and blinded by a white police officer. So. Obviously, in the climate that we live in today, um, at, you know, fi- sitting down and actually reading the lyrics, uh, I can I can obviously understand why this song was there. That that this track was was there. The message is impactful if you get the chance. Not even with the music, just just read it. Um, some very uh, some very very thought provoking uh, lyrics as you get uh, as you. I say lyrics, but just words, um, as you go here throughout, um, you know, he has he, the, the one, the one statement here from words and wells, but race hate is not an opinion. It's a phobia. It isn't a viewpoint. Race hate is a disease. Uh, in a people's world, the incurable racist has no rights. And he, I really like the way it closes up and is sort of those final words. And it's not from logic, but i can only imagine that these that he shares these sentiments um where he says you know uh uh we strive and pray and die for what we for what will be here when we're gone our children's children are the ancestors of a free people to the generations the fight is worth it and uh then you know he, he the, the album closes with with the lines from Morrison Wells, and that and that's just about me and my time is up when my time's up i remain as always obediently yours so um, again, uh, uh, hard to give it a rating, at least for me. Uh, but again, you yeah. know, finally, finally looking at the lyrical message and the content of it, I can absolutely appreciate what Logic was trying to do, especially uh, how, with the with the current climate that, that we're living in now, and the and where we found ourselves um, over the past several months.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really rate skits ever myself. I just kind of rate them when it comes to the overall album, how they fit into it. Um, And I thought this one fit in great. I mean, especially with the climate, like you said, we're in today. Um, It's obviously racism and race have been such a big part of his music and his life. And um, I think that that was the perfect kind of subject, I guess, matter to end it on, even though people may make fun of it for him. But it was a a great song to end on. Um, And that's all I really have to say
0: about the end. So that was the album No Pressure from Logic. What do we think about it? For me personally, um, I'll do a slight variation of uh, of what I see you do on Twitter. Um, I know you do the the three the three positives and the three negatives. Um, so I don't have three. I, I have one more standout track and one fewer like terrible track for me personally. So if I look at my three uh my three favorite track or my my four favorite tracks rather um four of the first seven tracks were, were they did it for me personally no pressure is number one for me um again just i think that is an amazing intro um not necessarily for 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 you know what other intro tracks have been known for by him in the past uh, yeah, i look at a song like amen for example, off of everybody, but this was just uh, the beat snaps. Typically I say the beat slaps, but the beat snaps. It's so good. I love that's That's my number one favorite song. And then my other favorites on here would be GP Four, celebration and perfect. If I had to pick my, my, my two least favorite tracks, um, my, my least favorite track for me, as I mentioned earlier is, uh, heard him say, like I said, just two, two, uh, Bombastic, to overblown, and and just um, just wasn't for me personally. Um, and and actually, relooking over over these songs, that that might even be my only uh, least favorite in terms like an overall song. Um, I will say, of course, there were lyrics that I I didn't really enjoy. He had he had those sort of really really corny lines. In here but overall in terms of a final project I thought this was really really good if I'm giving um, a final rating on it uh, I would probably give it somewhere in the uh, seven and a half uh, I would say seven and a half to eight out of ten and I think that if this truly is logic's uh, final project then I think it's a great note to go out on
1: yeah, um, I think that Logic did a really good job of of pacing the album correctly, with you know some grand uh, grand tracks and some just like spitting. Uh, I, I I would say this: the first half of the the album was definitely more rap centric, just kind of flowing over some beats, uh, doing his thing up to like perfect. And then the second half was a lot about where he's at in life, his emotions. Uh, getting into some of those tracks and I think it's good to have both on the album I like when Logic goes into both of those things so um, overall I I think he did it had a good mix I think he didn't have very many corny bars which I couldn't be said about his previous album Confessions of a Dangerous Mind Um, I gave that a five and I ended up giving this a nine this was probably a light nine a very good way to go out, a great way to come back from such a mid-album. Uh, my three best songs, like I said, were Dad Bod, Fu- Soul Food 2, and Heard Him Say. My least favorite three were probably Amen, Celebration, and A to Z. And in the grand scheme of things, the way that I rate anything a nine or above, in my opinion, is a masterpiece. So, uh, I mean, maybe too soon to tell, but uh, in my opinion, this this has held as a nine so far, and... um yeah, my, my ratings don't usually change like that. So, great album. Fantastic way to end his career.
0: Where does this rank in the history of Logic's discography for you?
1: All right, so my top is still Under Pressure. I have that at a nine and a half. I don't think that any of, any of Logic's albums have been perfect. I think there's a, a song or two on Under Pressure that leave me a little desiring more. So, Under Pressure is still number one. Number two is Bobby Tarantino, two. Number three is Welcome to Forever, which is actually the third Young Sinatra mixtape. If you haven't listened to that, I definitely would. And uh, number four, I'd put No Pressure, right above The Incredible True Story at number five. So it definitely cracks the top five. I do think he has five projects in the nines. I know a lot of people disagree, but uh, I think he's a really good artist. I think that he's had a, a flop or two, but I think he's really consistent for the most part through his 13 projects
0: so that was no pressure from logic no pressure for this on for us on the on this review um uh yeah great album listen to it um on spotify and give it a listen it's uh it's definitely worth uh, the hour to to sit in and, and just take in the vibes uh certainly the important messages that logic reveals in this album but but definitely also just the positive vibes let's be happy for the guy you know what i mean he's gonna be he's he's a father and he's gonna uh, he's he's built this this uh, platform this almost industry for himself to provide uh, an excellent life for his son, which I think at the end of the day is something really beautiful. So uh, yeah, kudos. You, gotta, you definitely gotta admire that. Um, kudos. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I actually had
1: one more question for you. I wanted to see. We didn't really talk about it, but I wanted to see what you thought of the album artwork.
0: Um, the album artwork, let me, let me get a uh, Just a proper look at this.
1: For a little background, uh, the album artwork actually, so the Under Pressure album had him in a basement with all his friends in the original basement that they used to record in all the mixtapes. Now this album cover shows the um, basement scattered all around him. It either looks like he's flying up into the air or that he's drowning underwater, which is kind of double symbolism there um so i think it's a really interesting uh album cover for for his last album that goes off of the under pressure
0: one yeah i did never notice that actually i do think i thought you know i think i think that is a pretty uh pretty dope uh album cover here and um i do like the the mention you know like if you look around his face it kind of looks like he's he's attempting to sort of break through i think that's where the the pressure um comes into play here about you know, before I had, you know, the weight of a record label, the, 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 the pressure, so to speak, of being really, really deep in the ocean. And, and now it's like, oh, I'm breaking through. You know, I'm He's no finally longer in peace with himself. Absolutely. He no longer has to worry about stress. He, as I mentioned, you know, he has that um, this platform now that he can provide a great life for his family. And I think that's the most beautiful thing of all. So um, did never notice that that it was it was sort of that carry off of the under pressure album cover. But but I, I uh, well I was a fan of it actually when I first saw it. So um. yeah, and the the secondary
1: art too is really cool. It's Thalia like in the water with him reaching his robot hand up like the robot hand he has on the everybody cover, which is also pretty interesting. Um, but overall, I mean, Logic has the best album artwork maker in the game potentially. His albums, no, even the crappy ones, are absolutely on point with their artwork, which I think is very important for any album as well. So just a
0: little extra thing I wanted to throw in there. Yeah, I was going to say, I do, I do love the album covers for um, everybody as well as um, – Everybody's crazy. As well as um, – you know. I haven't heard the album, and I know you've said you've rated it as your worst album, but the album cover of Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is pretty, oh. pretty fire. It might be one of his best, too. Like if we're looking solely at album covers, not the content, it's up there, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to his uh, album
1: cover guy because he do- hes done like every single project I think since Under Pressure. So, shout out to him, man. He's a very good artist.
0: All right, this was a very cool, unique episode of the uh, of the Bang Your Head podcast. I'm gonna get this guy here in here again to talk about. The albums, uh, the album most influential with him. Before we go, uh, Joey, I'll leave the floor to you. Anything you want to plug, good sir? All
1: right. Um, I guess the thing I'm using most right now. I have a, a personal Twitter account, but I've made a second one, uh, just more so to talk about music, give my opinions, talk to other music fans. Um, I am officially part of the hip hop Twitter world. Go follow me at Ghost Gang One One One. Ghost Gang One One One. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram, jmhvlogs. I guess that's really all I use at this point. Um, That's about it.
0: Uh, Any exciting album reviews coming up for you?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually diving into uh, Kendrick Lamar's full discography. I've done a couple artists already. Uh, I've I've done, I think, six or seven artists, uh, including Logic, which I just did. Uh, Going into Kendrick Lamar next, and then uh, I think Tyler the Creator after that. So i got a couple good ones coming up. I will also be reviewing uh, a Pink Floyd album this week. I wish you were here. So I I like to dive into all different kinds of music, more so hip-hop, but uh, I get into some other stuff too.
0: That is one of their best albums. You will not be disappointed. That is a spoiler Uh, (laughs) alert.
1: Yep, yep, definitely. I'm a big Pink Floyd fan overall. I've heard it. I just uh, haven't reviewed slash rated it yet. but Excited.
0: All right. So as he mentioned, go ahead and give him a follow over on Twitter at GhostGang111 for his music reviews. This has been dope. A unique episode here of the Bang Your Head podcast. Joey Herman, uh, thanks for hopping on with me, man. It's been a blast. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Anytime, man. And everyone go follow Jake's podcast because it's awesome.
0: I appreciate that. And without further ado, uh, that's going to that's gonna close out this episode. Special episode. We're trying to get back into the scheme of regular episodes from here on out. Uh, next week, you'll hear my sit down with Amora guitarist, Chris Swanson. Don't miss it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Bang Your Head podcast. Stay safe out there, everybody. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace.